pressure. This is your one job. One job. The framing. Oh, I don't have it. I look like a bloody Magnum PI or something yeah. with this shirt today. I don't know who looks worse. Like, I decided for some reason that for first episode of season three, I was going to rock England gear. Yeah, why England? I don't know. And why am I look I, like... I guess to try and get a reaction. What do I look like? What's going to get the bigger reaction? Why the f*** are you wearing England or why? what is that? Why do I look like Tom Selleck's like fat, ugly cousin when he was in his prime? Do you want to go quickly have a shave and just leave the mow? <laughs> Did you ever watch any Magnum PI back in the day? I would have, yeah. Like MacGyver, Magnum oh, PI. I love a bit of MacGyver. Um, what was the, You've seen what, the straight... A-Team? Like those kind of shows. Oh, yeah, I pity yeah. the fool. Yeah, yeah. Mate, as soon as you see MacGyver, I don't know what it is about him. Sends me straight from 6 to midnight. How long are we into this recording? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, cheers, we're back. We're back, season yes. three. We did it. We, we did it. it. They said it couldn't be done. No, they said they didn't want us to do it. <laughs> it's, is it back by, uh, is by highly requested? It's come back? Well, it's back. It's well, back. There's nothing you can do about whether it. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, absolutely. That could be our tag log. Uh, two cents distracted. It's yeah. back, whether you like it or not. There oh. you go. Oh. Do we have any goals for this year? We're going to talk about rugby. I think we go a little looser this year. Okay. <laughs> It's a, it's a divisive topic. You get people tangents. who are like, I could listen to you guys talk bollocks all day, and people who are just like, why will you not just skip to the rugby? Yeah, Every well, episode, Tony puts a little thing number saying, that says rugby chat starts And this at. one might have said, like, rugby chat starts at 27 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes they're like 15, 18 minutes. We can talk some bollocks. For a little while. Oh, I've got a bloody muzzy there. Oh. oh. That's really gonna. That's gonna. I may have just there are a lot of mosquitoes. Shirt. It's kind of muggy. It is muggy, but thankfully today it's about five degrees cooler than it has it's been. It's been raining, so yeah. But yeah, only today. We actually we bitch about the weather a lot. We've had a pretty good summer. We've actually had it's been a summer. pretty warm, but yeah, that's what summer's supposed to be. Like this last year, just pissed down the whole summer. I think we had like a episode in a cyclone. Yeah. around about this time last year. There was one episode I didn't come over to record because there was like literally a storm and <laughs> roads was an emergency were flooded. Warning. Yeah. That's anyway. right. They said, don't travel unless you have to. And I thought, well, let's let's get back to the important stuff. Magnum PI is Magnum massive PI. cock. <laughs> massive. Whose channel is this going on? Is this going on uh, yours? <laughs> is this going on mine? How loose do we go? I don't know. I think, it is, it's, I think it's due for yours. Although I have not put out a video. I on, don't mind. I haven't put out a video on my channel since the 2CGDs, the season finale of season two, where we gave out a whole series of these. You know what was amazing? You know what my favorite new bio is on uh, Twitter? I just noticed it yesterday. Mm hmm. Tell me. Uh, our friend Rian Lu. Yes. He has. Uh, I think YouTube. It's Lowe. You oh, sorry, Lo. Uh, Rian Lo. He says content creator for YouTube, whatever. And then he says also 2CGD oh, yeah, yes. 2023. Best Sapphire, uh, Best Bok, whatever of, it was. Yeah, winner yeah, yeah. of Best Sapphire. He's got yeah. that on his Reddit profile. Oh, on his Reddit profile too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. some great bio info information. You know, you meant to you meant to lead with your biggest and biggest and best. Most stats. people put like husband, father, <laughs> and YouTube content creator or something. No, like that. no, no. They pale in ins insignificance of the yeah. big, the best sapphire, winner of a two C G D in twenty twenty three. So, yeah, good on you, Rian. He made an incredible video. Did you watch it? 
He made a video called what I watched is, most of his videos. What is rugby? What is rugby? Yeah, I watched that one. That was great. Like the the start of it is actually really really funny when he goes through the rules and yeah. sort of. But the the post eighty minute stuff where he goes into like the online sort of furor and all that sort of stuff. We got to mention. Yeah. He, he painted us to be alcoholics, which I I, I don't know what he's doing. No idea. Oh. But other, but it was great. It was fantastic. A really and it kind of he does he does the warm fuzzies. Does anyone promote Rian Lowe as much as this channel? I think that's our main, the main purpose of this podcast. This was brought to you by <laughs> Rian Lowe. Yeah, we should. I think we, we do, who else do we promo? We promo the Kiwi Lads. Kiwi Lads. He's got a podcast. He does. The Rugby Recap with that's Rugby right. Itch. And he's a lovely bloke too. He is. Who else can we promo? Is that the extent of our rugby relationships? You, you've done a podcast with the Squidge guys. Yes, I have done one episode with the World Cup retrospective with yes. Squidge what and his brother Robbie. I did New Zealand against Italy from 2007. All right. Or was it 2003? I we can't remember. In 2007, we absolutely pumped We them. flogged them, yeah. It was the first game of the... Yeah. Our first game of the tournament. It was, yeah, it was one Would have been one. 2007. 2003 yeah. was in Australia, and it wasn't in Australia. Okay. It was in France. There we go. Yeah. So you it's a while done, ago. It was a while I did ago, the did Rugby that. Bits podcast last year. Okay. That How was, was good. They were really lovely. Nice. Really nice guys. It's a lot more um, organized than ours. Right. Like you're, you're doing it over a Zoom chat, and everyone kind of puts themselves on mute while the other person's speaking, Ooh. which I found very difficult because I... I you did, like talking? I terrible i kind of interrupt people a lot maybe that's something i could have as a goal for this year i'll, I'll try not to interrupt you so much so i had a little bit of that when i was talking what do you to mean? adam jones what do you, what do you oh, yeah, okay. i kept trying i kept almost cutting him off Ooh. i felt a little bit awkward the the, the care bear yeah were that you, was interesting why were you cutting off the care bear i don't know i got a call because you've been doing all sorts I, of i've spoken to you yeah i know and now you're back to slamming it with me what can I say? This is no, not I never brought forget to you... my roots, West Auckland. <laughs> this is not brought to you by Etoro. It's yeah. not. But um, yeah, I got but Etoro is great though. I got to speak to a few of the old former players, and yeah, his one I didn't quite kind of get that natural. Like I spoke to Paul Gustard as well. He used to be Eddie Jones's defense coach. He was head coach of Harlequins for a while. Yeah. And now he's the defense coach at Stade Francais. Yeah, like it was like oh, it was it was just like, in terms of like the banter or like just like the, yeah, the, the yeah. feel. It was like. Oh, Had a bit of perfect. A, oh, it sounds like you're yeah. a bummer. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great. So, um, yeah. And he is a handsome guy too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's good and like it was weird because he kept chatting to me after like the like in the WhatsApp. He kept like he kept really? chatting to me afterwards. What he was a ledge. Like, yeah, he was great. He every, every, everyone else was kind of just like you know what time we meeting up? Okay, we're gonna talk about this. Like, okay, it was like kind of business as usual, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Paul Gustav was like, yeah, he's having a chat. Good on you, Paul. Great fella. Well done. What a legend. Mm -hmm. Were they any of them familiar with your work? Not that I know of. All right. No. Because the, the other one you did, the... It was Planet Rugby that kind of hooked us up with them. So one of the journalists there, James Weil, he's, um, he's you know, pretty good mates with a lot of the players. So mm -hmm. he was the one who kind of asked them, do you, know, do you want to come on? Doing some Six Nations stuff. So, But yeah, I kept cutting Adam Jones off. Felt a bit bad. I apologized to him after. I was like, oh, sorry if I kept cutting you off. And it's like, that's right. He seems like a quintessential Welsh. Man. Yeah, I know. He's he about as Welsh as they get. Yeah, he was That's great. my Welsh accent. Yeah, nice. You had a Welsh girlfriend. I did have a Welsh girlfriend. Did she know Adam Jones? Uh, uh, not as far as I'm aware, okay. but she was definitely a fan of Wales during that era. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great era. Hell of an era. Yeah. Although they still weren't able to get a victory over the All Blacks. This is true. Mm -hmm. I also spoke to Bernard Jackman. He's an uh, Irish pundit, former international. Ball boy. 
He was, yeah, he was cracking. Like we don't think uh, people are fed him as that. I chatted to him like in the car before we started. Like he was driving and he was like chatting to me at the same time. And James, because like James was like, oh, this is Mark. He's gonna like be on the thing later. So, yeah, right. Like it's a little bit of a meet and greet kind of thing. So that was cool. Mate, yeah. look at you. Yeah, you're just floating around with these like massive rugby personalities. Yeah, they were all good. It's really yeah, nice to they, be able to say like no one was like no one was a douche. No, one was no. A, no one was a like Nick prima Easter donna. was like sitting there, and I was like, oh, you're pretty much ready to go, and he's like, oh, I just got to get my son to bed. He's like, yeah, yeah have the iPad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's like a parenting connection. Like yeah, every exactly. parent put their kid in front of the iPad for five minutes 100%. just to like get a piece of quiet. I, I'm a bad parent too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we love you, Nick. Yeah, we yeah, love yeah. your parenting. Yes, absolutely. But during school holidays, when uh, what I find is like when you're back at work. And your kids still on school holidays. That's when you start like going. Just uh, okay, the TV's on. Okay, right. Mm. Uh, it's not good, but you do it. Yeah, you do it. that's one of those things. Well, that's exciting, Mark. You you seem as though you're you're going from strength to strength. And in this year, which is by you know, it's the hangover. Mm. It is the hangover. It's not meant to be. It's kind of a weird one. I wanted to pick your brain about it a little bit. Because... Pick away, sir. Pick away. Yeah. we'll see what's going on in there but not a lot mate after the world cup new zealand kind of went into bitch and moan about the final mm-hmm. and then rugby just kind of fell off a cliff absolutely and then razor started the job and there was a bunch of news about razor razor's doing this razor's doing that but apart from a bit of razor and a bit of bitching and moaning there's not been a lot of rugby on the radar whereas the europeans rugby world cup's over Straight back into your rugby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of yeah. like the way we do. I feel like you need a little. Uh, yeah, I, a hundred percent. I, I feel for the South Africans who are just getting a twelve month. Yeah, there's no smashing our throat. And it's one of the problems that's actually happened with cricket internationally now. Is there's no off season. There's mm. always cricket getting a round overload. There's always some T20 going on. There's always something you should care about mm. to the point you just don't end up caring about anything. Yeah. But yeah, I the last full game of rugby I watched was the World Cup final. Wow. I have not watched. Uh, You've not been watching the Champions Cup. No. Can uh, I tell you an interesting fact about the Champions Cup? Tell me. An, hey, Mark, would you tell me an interesting fact about the interesting... I've got an no. interesting... <laughs> about the interesting cup? Yes, the interesting hey, cup. Hey, Mark, listen to it again. Rewind. Hey, Mark, mm. would you tell me an interesting fact about the Champions Cup? I've got one just lined oh, up for you. That's great. Let's hear it. After the pool stage, yeah. when you go into the round of 16, the way the format works is... You can play a team who you just played in your pool. So imagine the World Cup. Oh. Imagine like, who did we have in our pool at the World Cup? We had we, Italy. Uh, we had... Who uh, else qualified from our pool? It was us and... Why have uh, I blacked this out? Because we, we lost the final. <laughs> who else was in our pool? France. Uh, France, France, France. France. We lost so the imagine... The yeah, we blocked that out. So <laughs> imagine you get out of the pool and like, you're playing France. Right. Like, that's kind of weird, right? That you is kind of weird. So, but no, the Champions Cup... Of the eight games in the knockout stages, round of 16, five of them are teams that have already played each other. Really? The, yeah, five Is that out just of eight. A, a mathematic, a mathematical It's just the, way, just the way that the that draw works. That sometimes happens in the NRL when it comes to the end of the round robins and, you know, what the, you know, Cronulla's played manly and then they've got each other in the first week of right. finals, you know? So That's just scheduling. Scheduling, but is this the same? It's basically this is, scheduling no, and where they're the ranked. No, way, the way the format, well, yeah, it's about the rankings. So. Yeah, so it's the same. So yeah. they're ranked, but they rank it on, it's not just the, you know, mm. obviously wins are the thing. It's not just like thing. team, like pool A, one place, yeah, pool B. Yeah. It's not like that. So, yeah, it just feels a bit weird. Yeah. Mm. It is what it is. It's a bit boring as a fan. Like the rare times where I've had to play the same team twice. Mm. 
Um, it's just like, oh, great. Yeah. Them again. You know? It's could, been an interesting competition. It could happen in the, um, technically it could happen in the in Super Rugby too. I suppose so. Yeah. Super Rugby. How far away is that one? Uh, about a month. How excited about Super Rugby on... Six Nations are still very zero, front, front from, and centre at the moment. From zero to MacGyver. I'm probably still like at Knight Rider levels. I'm not <laughs> like I'm not quite Magnum PI. I'm, I'm not Magnum. quite MacGyver. I'm just at Knight Rider. Yeah, that's good. So, that's good. Yeah. I'm probably more Smurfs. Oh, I just, yeah. 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 Really... I really like the Smurfs though, but they don't make me horny for rugby. Right. Okay. Yeah, they make me horny for all sorts of different reasons. Yeah, it's going to be a weird season in Super Rugby because there's just so many guys who aren't going to be there. The Melbourne Rebels maybe not going to play. I don't know. Their administration. Do you think? Have to wait I, and see. Do you think I could ask some one of our uh, many fans to somehow do a scale that makes sense that MacGyver's the top? Okay. And then just make it into some sort of scale that makes sense. And you've got a little bit of. Uh, data there that Magnum PI is getting up there, but Knight Rider is about half what. Knight Rider's all right. I don't mind Knight Rider. Knight Rider's about a five. Yeah, Knight Rider's yeah. okay. I watch Knight Rider. But yeah, I'm not. I, I, I wasn't a huge Knight Rider guy. Me neither. It was okay. Yeah. The, the cool, cool soundtrack. Yeah, I was more yeah. of a Baywatch guy. But Baywatch is, to me is more nineties. Oh yeah, we're going. Into I liked the, Baywatch, but probably for reasons other than the story. Yeah, but a Yasmin Bleeth back yeah. in the day. Yeah, this is quite the tangent. <sighs> a tangent we're all happy to go down uh, well but now the six nations are still much more front and center for me at the moment like i am pretty pumped to see how that goes well yeah this is what you need to help me out with because right. look we are now entering rugby chat mm. this is what's happening it's official it's official <laughs> this, this is the timestamp. if you click the head this is what you this is where you say. are now uh although we have mentioned a couple of rugby thingy bitchies here and there here and there uh my sort of feelings about the Six Nations is I thoroughly enjoyed it last year. Yes. And I went in not knowing a lot. Right. And I feel very similar this time. Because okay. I, well, I, I know more about European rugby and those players than mm -hmm. I probably did this time last year. But as I said, it's a complete switch off for, okay. for New Zealand fans. I'm a quintessential New Zealand fan. I just, yeah. I, it's, it's cricket. If, I, if I'm watching anything, just cricket, tennis, maybe yeah. a little golf. It's summer. Watching. So Summertime. It's not natural rugby season for us. Yeah, 100%. Like the fixtures that are on this weekend for New Zealand time, you've got a 9 a.m. game, a 3.15 mm -hmm. in the morning game, and a 5.45. So I feel like there's a lot of Kiwis for the 9 a.m. game who'd be like, oh shit, there's some rugby on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah watch yeah, that with your breakfast. Exactly. But, there's no one, and they're probably only going to watch about 20 minutes of it. There's not many Kiwis who are getting up for Italy, England at 3.15 in the morning. I can name one Kiwi that won't be. That one. I thought I'll you were going to say you can name one Kiwi that will be. <laughs> I'll watch a replay. Yeah. I'll watch a replay of that. But And it's not going to be one that I'm going to be gutted that I get spoiled for me. Right. Who is the coach of Italy now? Gonzalo Quesada. Do you remember the time the Hawares made the Super Rugby final? They played down in Christchurch against the Crusaders. Yes. And they lost. Yes. Why did I say Crusaders when I rolled R? It's not a Spanish team. Anyway. But I think it was just because you were saying Gonzalez. Okay. He, he was the coach of that Hawares team. Right. So he took an underperforming Hawares team who the few years before had kind of been chock full of Pumas players and underperforming and he took them to the next level. Did he get them to... Did he, Kieran Crowley wasn't the coach in the World Cup. Was he it? was. So Kieran yes. Crowley was the coach in the World Cup. Kieran Crowley basically got replaced by Casada. Yeah, they didn't yeah. renew Crowley's contract. So I think it's an improvement, but we'll have to see how Casada goes at international level because it's a different. How old base. is Crowley these days? Anyway, yeah, he's probably getting towards that age where he can think about. He was an all black. He was. He was a good all black. Long time Taranaki ago. Ball, Taranaki boy played mm. in the uh, late in the eighties and early nineties. 
a wee while ago. Oh, a little while ago. I remember watching him play. But yeah, I'm excited to see how Italy go, but they've got not many experienced props, which worries me. Right. Okay, should we lead off with the big game front and center, though? Well, that's France-Ireland. That is a huge game. That's the 9 a.m. game as well, so that's like, perfect. Don't leave me hanging, bro. No, 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 get in there. He likes to, he likes to, like what? A, a real... This is just called, why do you have to make it weird? I was just looking for a little tap. Oh, okay. There? I don't like to tap it. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Hey, he's more, he likes to receive it more than anything. Um, sorry. Oh, those two, got weird. Those are two teams that are still, must be heartbroken and still yep. have legions of fans that are heartbroken. So this is their first chance to yep. uh, just... Blow up the cobwebs because that's that those teams walked away with so much mental anguish. Mm -hmm. You know, you look into all that went into Ireland and to the fact that they were the best team in the world for Mm. for like maybe the two years leading into it, Mm -hmm. like had beaten South Africa in the pools, all that sort of stuff, and had never been past the quarterfinals. And of all the years, this is the year they had to do it, and then they get bundled out by the All Blacks, and then France. You know, a team in their home World Cup mm-hmm. with, you know, the greatest player on the in the world at that very moment. Beat the All Blacks in the pool stage for the first the time ever. the All Blacks in the, pool, in the pool stage for the first time ever were looking like they should world be. World beaters, to, basically. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And this, that was their chance. Yeah. That was their, like, their chances. They could definitely still win the next one. Mm-hmm. Those, it's still a relatively young mm-hmm. team. But at home... That, that was, was the golden opportunity. That was the golden That was us 2011, right? If yeah, we lost that we lost one, it would have been one. like, holy crap. Yeah, 100%. And a team that had been to the World Cup final twice before. Yep. So this is two teams. Do you think there's still a little bit of yeah, like hangover from that where they're just like, oh, you're like, oh, we know the Six Nations is a big deal. It is the greatest rugby championship mm. with a total of one World Cup between them. Um, they... Tony, uh, poking yeah. those. He's poking poke away but uh, it, 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 it's, it is a big deal for yeah. for any of those players but it's not the World Cup for it? some fans uh, they tell me they like it's the biggest thing for them mm. the Six Nations even though it happens every year uh, I think it's got it's just got a better appeal than the rugby championship does maybe it's the geography because they're so close to each other maybe it's the history being so intertwined I but think- yeah it's the be all and end all for a lot of fans. I the th- attendances there are insane. Yeah, the crowds are. are insane. The history is insane. We don't in New Zealand and Australia. Australia is like falling off a cliff rugby wise, mm. and New Zealand we don't create that sort of chaotic amphitheater sort of no. coliseum type uh, no. environment, which seems to be the case in Europe. Mm-hmm. Like it's very rare that we get to those sites, and I think South Africa probably like when you play at Loftus and stuff, they mm. have something that could be comparable to that yeah. Six Nations atmosphere. But we don't have those sort of atmospheres. Is, no. it, is it just that the pomp and grandeur of it? I think part of it. Yeah, yeah. Because that it did feel like it. And that's part you of can what feel I it, it through the camera. It was part of the thing yeah. that made that World Cup so good. Was seeing those French fans, those Irish fans, just pumping, right? So, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and you see half a dozen Kiwis. Yeah, <laughs> black. Black, black. <laughs> go. Don't. Sometimes these go black. That's right. Yeah, and or black. That's the one. That's a good one. Yeah, we're creative people. We really are. But yeah, France Island. I think 
No Sexton. What? Who's yeah, there? no Sexton, no Dupont are the kind of the two talking points for those two squads. I don't know Dupont was that. This is, Dupont well, is playing if, sevens. If I have no idea. Oh, wow. Mm, he's going to go to the Olympics. Try to compensate for that lack of a World Cup with a gold, gold medal. Oh, Doing the old man. sunny bill. Bit of a short man syndrome. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, that's, that's a dangerous path to go down. Like you look at... Caleb Clark was on top of the world when he decided to go to the um, seven. So that was bad for us. Probably a little bit better than Caleb Clark. But he, Caleb Clark was. Yeah, he'd had a he'd had a he'd had a cracking and, series against the Aussies. Like if if Dupont, you know, goes down, and it doesn't, you know, sevens and fifteens are such different games. There if is, there's anyone who can do it, I think it's Dupont. He's a freak. He is a freak. But you would have thought that Caleb Clark was going to dominate in sevens too. Yeah, like, well, he does. And yeah, Dupont has express speed, doesn't he? Yeah, he's pretty quick. He's powerful. He's a strong tackler. Like he's got everything about his game. So, if there's one of those guys who is that freaky, you watch no sevens, though, eh? No, that's true. Yeah, it's I did such watch. A different game. I did watch the Olympics. Yeah, that's that's when you look at games with players like DJ Forbes back in the day. Yeah. He looks like the and a maniac in yeah. sevens, but then it's just like a Mister Nobody in fifteens. Yeah, you know, this like, is not the space. Mm. And there's just yeah, the intensity of it. It's just so quick. You know, you don't have to have that same stamina, but you need to have that explosive. You do like in terms of in sevens. Sevens are so tiring. So fast, yeah. It's you. So you much want, running. Want it's to, like almost like tennis, watching them go back and forth. There's no the small amount that I played like tournaments and stuff at school. It was you just want to vomit every time you get off the field. Yeah. like it's you just yeah it's yeah, and you're having to sprint. It's it's nasty. And basically, at the end, it's just basically who's got the most gas in the tank. Yeah. Wins. Mm. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. The French, I don't know if you've seen the squads, but the French squad has got a few more kind of ins and outs. They've brought in a few uncapped players in lots of different areas in the back line. They've got a couple of giant locks that they've brought in. Yeah. With a bit of, uh, there's one guy, he's got Samoan heritage. He's born in New Zealand. Mm. He's raised in Australia, but then moved to France at like a really pretty young age, like teenager, I think. Uh He's like 145 kilos. He's a lock, not a prop. And he's over two meters tall. Like he is an absolute behemoth. Holy smokes. Yeah. The the French squad's pretty exciting in terms of that, but the Irish squad's... That is a terrifying human. It's like a little skeleton. What kind of bloody lineage did he come through? Exactly. So... How big's his mum? I never asked him. (laughs) Get him on the pod, ask him. How big's your mum? Um, but yeah, uh, the, the the Irish squad's pretty stable. There's no like bolter. It's just like, well. Peter Mahoney's a captain, yeah? Yeah. That's an interesting choice. Yeah, because he's like at that age where it's like, is he going to make the next World Cup? And like, it's, he, he's even like at that one where he's like, is he the best guy in his position? Like a lot of people would say Caelan Doris should be the six, but because you got Omani at yeah, they, six, you kind of have to play Doris they, at are eight. Are they going to Sam Kane themselves? Yeah, maybe. But I mean, it might just be an interim thing. We'll kind of have to wait and see. I think he's a, an amazing player. I really oh, like Peter yeah. Money. But for me, Some he's people... more hes more of a... He's, he's like Dane Coles. Like, Dane Coles is gone now. But yeah. we he's a, he's, a, he's a shithead on the field, gets under the skin of the other mm-hmm. player. He's a, he's a spiritual, emotional mm. leader. He's not the guy talking to the 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 coach, no, the the, um, the referee in a calm way, and then calming down his fellas and sending like direct messages and stuff. He's the guy getting up, talking smack to everybody, getting under, getting people. Yeah, to he's got a different style of captaincy. Yeah. But I don't think that guy's the captain. That guy needs to do exactly all of that stuff. Well, he's a captain but, for Munster, so is he? yeah, he's done it for a long time. So okay, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. 
to me, it doesn't seem like a sort of captain yeah. kind of... We'll see how he goes. What are... Name some fiery captains you can think of. Who's a fiery... I can't think of it. Uh, um, Sean Fitzpatrick was a little bit fiery. Right. He was a bit of a grub back in the day. Um, who else was a fiery captain? Uh, uh, Blackadder. Todd Blackadder was rugged as anything. Mm-hmm. But he was like very much a leader leader. Right. But like a shithead... A shithead captain. Like, Peter Armani's a great shithead. Yeah. But I you like, love it. I like well, Vili LaRue, Dane Coles. We need shitheads in our game. Mm. We do. Like, put, get under the skin of other people. Even, like, the likes of... Um, oh, did you see that uh, somebody asked Brody Retallick whether he had actually said to uh, Peter Armani... Because he actually said to Peter Armani after the game, or as it was closing, he said... He said, four more years, fuck it. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, yeah. Because he'd yeah. given so yeah, much. Yeah, Sam Kane and a bunch of shit during the, the tour, yeah. And then he got asked about it on another podcast recently, and he just said, I said what was reported. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was four more years, you fuck it. Wow. Which is, I kind of like, it's you give it, you take it. Like, one of the greatest lines by Peter Armani was, oh, you're, sure. you're a shit, Richie McCaw. Yeah. I love that. It's all good. Like, Rugby I love needs the more of that stuff. Yeah, give us more <clears throat> More of that crap. So there you go. Peter Armani being captain. Good for the game. Good for the game. Yeah. Good for the pod. Yeah. That's the main thing. There you go. Do you think they did that? They said, oh, they'll love this on two cents. It's distracted. They need something to talk about in season three, Peter episode Barney. one. Yeah, there you go. But no, those are the two sides, France and Ireland. I mean, like I said, Ireland's side's pretty consistent. There's no real bolters. When I spoke to Bernard Jackman, he said like... Look at you, you name dropping. name dropping. But he said like... Well, you know what? I talked to my, my buddy Charlie. <laughs> but he, he said like, that there's like, there's no real bolters from the URC that it's like, well, that guy's really pushing for a spot. So that's the, not the, a incumbent, sign, the incumbents are all kind of holding their own. So, so the sec- the, just how they go without sector well, is the biggest question. I thought some of these guys must be getting up there a little bit. Like, yeah, it, there's a few of them. Like Bundy Armani. Arke- yeah, Armani's like 34. Well, Bundy Arke- yeah, how yeah. old's uh, Jameson Gibson Parker? He's days? in his thirties, so there's quite a few guys who are could probably go one more cycle. You reckon? Maybe. Mm. Yeah, interesting one. But the French squad has got a, a bunch of exciting youngsters. So that's good. Utini's still hanging about. He is. He was going to retire, but they um, they got him. They got him for just hour. when I thought I was yeah, out. They pulled me back in exactly. Yeah. But yeah, France and Ireland, big time favourites. England is the third favourite with the bookies. They must be off the back of the kind of success. Semi final, yeah. Lost Port, by Bucks. one point. That's Welcome it. to the bloody so, club. So well, we, well, they welcomed us to the club. They That's did true. Borthwick's picked a few youngsters, but he's also picked a few of the old boys. It's like a real mixed squad. So I get the feeling he's going to go conservative, this, but there's potential in his squad to go exciting. Is he still going to have the conundrum of whether he plays the. Um, well, Owen Farrell's not going to play. Oh, wow. Yeah, Owen Farrell's taking See, a look, break. There's so many people going, why is this? I'm watching a rugby podcast with this guy. I have not watched any rugby. Listen yeah. to any rugby. That's what I'm saying. New Zealand's been no rugby I news. am the quintessential New Zealander. This guy, you do it for a job. You do your thing. Like, I have not been paying attention. Yeah, so Owen yeah, Farrell. So if, if you need a catch-up, use me as your conduit. I'm your you retarded conduit for everybody. So he's not only you not... can't say that word anymore. I apologize. playing... He's going to take a break from England duties because he's just, you know, had a pretty full-on year. Mental health stuff? Basically. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, family time. Um, And then at the end of the season, 
uh, he's going to go join one of the French clubs. And England are like ah, us, that if you go overseas, yeah. you're no longer eligible. So, ah, I've heard, I've heard. So, yeah, he's yes, pretty yes, much yes. Um, done. Okay. Seems that's like him. it. That's him. Gonski's. Pretty much. So that opens up space. For I mean, they've got George Ford, who's the experienced guy. They've got Marcus Smith. So they've still got guys who've played 10. I think George Ford is a great backup mm. because he got the, that game that for he played against. For a long time, against, he was like playing 10 12 with Farrell. So. And that game that he played against Argentina, who mm. Argentina. Oh, he just, just won it basically single handed. The red card. Yeah, I know. And it was just beautiful. He was just going, like, you want to put me like anywhere within my. Uh, within my halfway, I'm gonna do a droppy. That's it. That was one of one of the best performances of the World Cup. That was cracking. Can I ask you this little uh, question? Mm. Uh, your four best performances in a single game in the World Cup. Hey, what? So four players that had uh, that had the best performances in a World Cup. Sorry, I'm gonna throw the the odd one at you. Okay. Well, I guess George Ford in that game okay. is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Dion Faree to come on for Bongi in the final when he's not even a full-time hooker anymore, mm -hmm. I think was pretty amazing. I mean, in the scheme of things, mm -hmm. like to go from, you're only in the squad in case Malcolm Marks and Bongi and being on to go down, but that's mm -hmm. probably pretty unlikely. We're most likely going to play you as a loose forward and he plays like 70 yeah, minutes yeah, in a World Cup final. A, that was one and of those like, stories. And he's like the oldest guy to make his Springboks debut, like 36. Quite incredible. That was pretty incredible. Mm. Two more. Two more. I've got mine lined up. Oh, you lined yours up. Because oh, I thought of mine, then I asked you. <coughs> it's one of those sneaky, I've got, I want to say this. You've got so a pre-prepared answer. Go on then. Well, it's not pre-prepared. Oh, you just thought of I it. I didn't think about it before the pod. <laughs> Here's a list I made <laughs> earlier. I think mine, uh, George Ford in that game against yeah. Argentina. Uh, Sam Kane and the quarterfinal. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was having a blinder for 20 minutes. <laughs> Um, Oxen Shay. Oh, when he came off the bench. And when he came off the yeah. bench, and Peter Steff to toy it in the final. In the final, yeah, the tackle yeah. count was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What about Artie? Oh, yeah, fair point. Artie must have had Artie for the tournament. Yeah, okay. There you go. Give him World Player of the Year. <laughs> Who won that in the end? Artie. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> that was meant to be ejaculate, everybody. Um... Maybe this should go on your channel. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you think you'd know. This is the third yeah, season. I know. You, you don't know by now. You don't know. If now you, you don't know him by now. <laughs> what? If you don't... Well, how's that song You go? will never, ever, yeah, ever yeah, know me. Yeah. Sing the actual tune, though. Give no. me the melody. No. If you don't know me by Wales now, and Scotland. Wales are in an interesting spot. Never, ever, They've also had to bring in a bunch of youngsters. So Dan Biggers retired from international rugby. All right, okay. So um, they got Lewis Rees-Samet going to the NFL. Uh, that's, I've got comments. Okay. Okay. You're um, a big NFL fan? Not a massive You're a NFL. medium NFL fan. No. You're a slight NFL fan. Oh. You've seen a game of NFL, of the game. which was not the Super Bowl. No. Uh, yeah, when Have I'm, you ever I, watched a full game of NFL which I wasn't was in, Super Bowl? I, when I was in Vegas, I was in a bar. <clears> and you watched and, they were, NFL. and there was NFL and they were going nuts and they kind of got swept up and I was right. like, and they're like, it's the third down. And I was like, I'm down with you, bro. <laughs> um, <I> <laughs> Three <know>. times. <laughs> so, but it was exciting. So right. they get so amped about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, in terms of uh, the, what it reminds me a lot of is, um, geez, I've forgotten his name now. The Hain Plane. 
Uh, Jared Hayne. Jared Hayne. He's in prison. <laughs> He's in prison. But Jared Hayne, uh, freakish, <clears throat> a, a incredible talent in the in the game of rugby league. He was, a was great literally offered the biggest ever contract at the time for an NRL player by his team, which was the Eels. Eels. Yeah. yeah, like I forget how much of the salary cap it was, but it was a significant amount to be proposing to give one guy on yeah. your team. Quite incredible. But he turned it down. Because he wanted to chase his dream. Mm. Um, and the thing about it was he went over. Uh, Knowing he, nothing about American football. I saw yeah, his interviews, yeah. like nothing. Yeah, and he trained the house down over there, put everything into it. Had an incredible preseason. Yeah. An amazing preseason. Like you look up like. Highlights he, of it. Uh, I watched it and I was like, oh my God, this he, guy's going to be a star. Yeah, yeah, he looked incredible. He yeah. was beating players. He was looking amazing. He And then he and it was like. And then they're like, he's been so, and they were rather hyping, and they're like, maybe he'll make a team. And I was like, yeah. surely he's going to make a team. Look at how amazing he's doing. Yeah. And then he he did make the, the got for a, the 49ers. Yeah. And he got he, a handful of regular season games. Be, very, very few. Like two or three. Two or three. And he like. fumbled the ball a lot. He, yeah. And he couldn't catch the ball in the games. Like, yeah. not even, couldn't catch it. Like, the thing about it is, like, for, for he was just receiving kicks so to do his job he only gets about three opportunities to do it per game and, he, and i think he'd like dropped like two balls yep. in his first game and maybe one in the next and it's like three mistakes yeah you're gone, gone. it's over yep. you know like so all that training so it's it's a because there's Very so cutthroat. much so much talent over there they just yep. and they can't put up with you yeah, know, that, unless you're like proved your worth. I mean, you look at a guy like Carlin Isles from the Sevens, like he couldn't make it. And was he athletics or was he NFL? I think he was, no, he was a sprinter, wasn't he? He was a sprinter. Yeah. Okay. I know there's some guys in the American Sevens team who couldn't, couldn't make, make it, it in the NFL and they are amazing athletes. Like mm. America has no shortage of incredible athletes. That's why they call them the sleeping giant. For you know? many years now. He's been a big old snooze yeah. for them. But I don't know. I wish mm. him all the best. I hope he makes it. Yeah. I hope he makes it as well. Um, be I awesome. really do. I don't think he will. I also don't think he will, but I would love to see him do it. Like I prove us wrong. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I just I mean the only reason I say I don't think he'll make it is because the amount of guys who have tried it and not succeeded is long. And these are guys who have been playing uh, like, you know, people told me that I forget the guy's name. They, they told me this one guy who did make it. Forget his name. He was a guy He's a kicker. No, uh, but there, there has been kickers who've done it before. But like, there's one guy who was like, couldn't quite make an NRL team, and he got scouted by somebody in the NFL, and he ended uh, up making like a, it. Like a lineman. Like but he's a big, big freaking unit. unit, so it's totally different. His, his job is like, <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, and I think the reason they didn't make it in the NRL is because he wasn't mobile enough. Yeah. Whereas in the NFL, he was kind of perfectly suited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I was like, yeah, I saw that example, but I was like, that's not really what we're going and with. And you look at the money that these guys can make mm. compared to New, to New yeah. Zealand money. Compared to the money that they If you're an average NFL player, like you're making more than the highest paid rugby union player. What are they like? I think the average salary was a couple of million US. And that's average. And then, Yeah, there's some guys obviously way more than that. And there's a lot of guys who are on a lot less than that. Like I think the kick a, return guys are only on like 800,000. And you're on 2 million US. That's what is... Three and a half, four million New Zealand. Mm, yeah. Zero players are making that. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. the best you can possibly hope for is maybe one six. I think Bodhi was on like a million from New Zealand rugby at one point, and then he went for Japan and did like a million dollar contract over there. So yeah, right. And, and, then, New Zealand and then just get some, um, get some uh, brand ambassador yeah, exactly. stuff and sponsorship so, on top of that. That's tough. 
But yes, that's quite a tangent. But Wales, they're without oh, yeah. Lewis Rees Emmett. <laughs> yeah, go. Go, Lewis. They've got no one's which is actually, Wales Which is actually a real shame because he was a real talent. Real and, talent. Yeah, yeah for he sure. Looked like a looked like a very, very quality young player. But look, Jared Hayne came back within 18 months. So yeah. He might. He like, Do you think it's uh, there's back. a potential that he kind of tarnishes his Welsh legacy? Like he could have being you know top try scorer or you know some kind of all-time legendary dude does he tarnish it if he goes to the nfl and comes back with his tail between his legs or is it just nah. like well you were 22 you're young nah, good on you for giving it a crack young I'm man i'm 100 good on you for giving it a crack i don't think you're like well you're a loser because you tried mm. like i think it's i think it's awesome trying for losers i think it's really it's i felt guilty that we're both saying mm, don't think you'll make it yeah but it's just an i mean honestly he's 22 so he's still young he, i don't think he's married i don't think he's got kids yeah um and his domestic team in the premiership are doing absolute yeah. dog shite wales are in a rebuild so they're projected to do absolute dog shite so if there's wales. a year to do it like why not do it now it's a, it's a shame for wales yeah like but if there's a team if, if you're just like i don't want to lose for the rest of this year i want to I want to go do something fun. I want to go well, to Florida got, and enjoy some look, nice Wales, weather. Wales, obviously, were balls in the last Six Nations, and they had all that problems with their contracts and yeah, all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then look how they did the World Cup. They did all right at the World Cup, didn't they? And he was a big part of that. I don't know like, how Wales fans don't get a bit more pissed off because everyone is just like, Wales are so shit. They're going to do so bad. But I think it's, it's like, kind of part of the Welsh... Um, really well they get shat on by the english really? cons- that's a, that's that's unbelievable part like, of that it's flowed down it's to tough. australia as well because i've been saying like i don't know like that the aussies are going to do as bad as everyone's saying against the british and irish lions next year i hope they do well i hope they do well as well everyone's like it's going to be a fucking it's going to be so lopsided it's going to be the most historic lopsided yeah. series ever but my Aussies aren't that bad, but people are saying, well, they got beaten by fucking whales at the World <laughs> is Cup. Is this going on mine or yours, by the it's way? It's going on yours. Fuck, <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, um, yeah. But I it's just like, the, 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 that's the, the marker. Like, because you got beaten by whales by a record score, you are just awful. But it's yeah. like, that was under Eddie Jones when he took all the youngsters. And then England got beaten by a record score against France at Twickenham last yeah. year and then made it to the semi-final so and lost by change. a point. Yeah, exactly. Stop shitting on Wales. Uh, 100%. And momentum's a funny thing in sport and different seasons, you know, I, I think there's still, you know, a, a decent amount of quality and very, very passionate mm. players and... On their day, maybe they play go back to very old school. Warren I'm not Ball. saying they're going to win it, but I'm just saying, give the boys a chance. <laughs> Can't really unbeat. Exactly. Yeah. And then the Scots. Yes. Interestingly, the Scots have got a pretty stable squad. A few new guys. Same coach. You could say, you know, how sometimes you've got a squad which you're like, that's a pretty good squad, but then the coach doesn't get them to the kind of that next level. Like I mentioned with Casada, goes to the Hawares. Gregor, what's his name? Yeah, Gregor Townsend. So. Casada with the Hawaiians takes them to that next level. You're like, that's right. That's where this team should be. Mm-hmm. Where Gregor Townsend with Scotland, it's like, they're okay all the time. And like everyone else is looking at them like, this is a great, this is one of the best Scottish sides ever. Mm-hmm. More depth than the Scots have had ever. And they're like third place in the Six Nations. Mm. Yeah, but they're also playing against two of the best. And this was the problem. Is it just unfortunate that they've got a great side at the same time as the French have got a renaissance going on? Well, it's it's bad. Like, I know that we, I I said that it's not the greatest championship. Well, I I made a dig at the fact they've only got one World Cup, Mm. but I think they have two of the best teams in the world. Oh, for sure. In France and um, and Ireland. And I I think those guys, those two teams are one, two, three, 
one mm. of the you know like i'm not saying they're one two three but they're in that conversation mm. you know and it's it's unfortunate because any time where Scotland's been the fourth best team in the world, mm. that's incredible for them. Yeah. You know, like... They went to that World Cup having one of their best ever teams ever and they had this draw with South Africa and yeah. Ireland. It's like, what the fuck? And that was one of the perplexing things about that last World Cup and one of the irritating but beautiful things about that World Cup. You mm. know, like, the pools are interesting because of that. Yeah. It gave us one of the best quarterfinal weekends, one of the best weekends of rugby of ever. all time. Yeah, some of the best matches yeah, you've yeah, ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. But That's it was, right. and that it shat on a lot of people at the same time. But I, I, you know, there's still a lot of life in that team. Duhan van der Merwe, mm-hmm. if he can replicate, I thought he went a little quiet at the World Cup. He's getting. I, I would I have to do a stat at some point, but I feel like he's yeah. a guy in a game where Scotland's expected to win. He just tears the house down, and in those tight games where it's like a like a South Africa. Yeah. He's kept it really quiet. So but you're getting, like, he's a flat track flat bully. Flat track bully. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, I need yeah. to, I'll have to do the stats on it. I could oh, be talking ass. Because uh, to be fair, in the last few Six Nations, I think that, he, he holds the record for like most tackles broken in a Six Nations ever. And the person's record he broke was his own from like yeah, a couple okay. of years before that. So maybe I'm being a bit unfair. Count, like maybe they're... They- is probably the norm, but they did in that game against England last year for oh, the yeah. Calcutta Cup. Yeah, scored one of the most outrageous tries of the ever. entire year. That's right. And that was did that the, get try of the year? I think it might have. It was insane. And that game was was tight at the time, and that yep. game was tight throughout. Yeah, you know, so that was that was. Maybe clutch. I just need to check his well, stats clutch, against like was, Ireland or South Africa. I feel like he doesn't. Maybe teams in green he doesn't do well against. I could. Be. I think teams probably know that he's a threat, and the best teams in the world know how to shut down the ball. Mm. You know, and I don't think I think Finn Russell, for all his brilliance, is doesn't make the most intelligent decisions on a, on a rugby field a lot, and players know that they play into his ego and give him that opportunity. He's probably going to one out of five times do something incredible, but those other four times you're going to get a turnover from him. Like I don't rate him as much as everybody else rates him. He's a real love him or hate him kind of guy. He's a bit like Carlos Spencer. I think he's brilliant. Like as a neutral, he's really fun to watch, mm-hmm. you know. And I want to, I like seeing him like do incredible things when he can do them. But just like I see him do more shit things than good things, you know. And that must, and he's, and he's not the number eight. He's not yet lock. He's the guy who makes everything happen. So like seeing him do a lot of shit things means you're turning over ball within your own 22 you know like you're you're wasting opportunities when you're hot on attack because you've got a rush of blood at the head and you mm. go for the miracle pass you know like you're giving away intercepts you're but once in a while he does an incredible flick pass he takes a gap that nobody else does he has the audacity to try a chip when no one else would when mm. there is space available but it's not the percentage play he would in a game, he wouldn't he wouldn't last in the world poker and world poker, you know, like too many kind of all ins. Yeah, too many all ins, basically. There you go. There's an unfortunate. Well, we got opinion. a close up look at Finn Russell in the Netflix series, but we'll get to that in just a second before we wrap up yes. the Six Nations. So, this weekend coming: France, Ireland, Italy, England, Wales, Scotland. That yeah. first game looks very tasty. Super tasty. I'll watch it. Italy will probably get beaten by England. Yes. Italy's never beaten England. Really? Never. Never ever. I think that's the only side in the Six Nations that Italy's never beaten. Holy smokes. Mm. That would be great if they could get up. Mm. Yeah. And then Wales, Scotland. 
Well, like, you never know with England. England. England's got this weird thing where, like, they play England first. Uh, sorry, they play Italy first, like the easiest team. Then they play Wales. Then they play Scotland. Then they play Ireland they, at home, and then they play France. So where they, the, they get an increasingly so difficult it's, draw. It's, it's a mix. They, they never mix it up. Actually, this is the first year that they've mixed it up in ages. It just always used to be the fixtures got reversed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, like it always used to be Scotland England first round every yeah, single yeah. year since I've been watching. But um, like it was Scotland England first up last year, wasn't last year, it? And the year before, and the year before, and the year before. But no, they've switched it up this time. So um, England's playing Italy, which is a nice change up of the norm. Yeah. But yeah, and then Wales Scotland is kind of tasty for its own reason because Scotland. Because um, Scotland need to be that kind of contender instead of pretender yeah, with an away, away of, game to Wales. Scotland have kind of usurped um, Wales as the Ooh. other like proper team in Europe. You yeah. know, you know a good Six Nations fact, which I love about the Six Nations. Hold on a second. Mark, do you know any good Six Nations facts about yeah, the Six Nations? Just thinking about one. Yeah, well, let me know. Last four years, four mm-hmm. different winners. Oh. Like that's when we don't get that in the rugby championship. So last year was Ireland. The last year was Ireland. Year before France. was France. Year before was Wales, and the year before was England. Baboon. Tasty. No. Wayne Pivak won a Six Nations. It was all the during the coach during the year. <laughs> Even you know about that. He <laughs> yeah. knows his stuff. Baboon. And you know who won the rugby championship last year? The All Blacks. And Rickers. the year before, the All Blacks. Yeah. Probably the year before. I think we've probably won it the last four in a row. I think the last one we didn't win. Can I tell you a... Can the I, one, I think probably 2019 when the box won. I think probably you, the last one. Can I tell win. you a controversial strategy that I've been thinking about, about my YouTube persona? Okay. Not that it's much of a persona. It's you, just me being you're me. You're going to poke I, the bear. You're going to go I was, full Ben Smith I, on Twitter. I and was you're thinking go, about it just for fun, just because it's not real. It's the internet. It's, you're going to be antagonist. I was... I'm not going to do you're it, but I was flirting. I was thinking about just being like the whole year because I love South Africa. I love South African people. Yeah. I, I, I really respect their team. But I, I know a South African. Uh, yeah. I work with one. <laughs> I love South Africa. Some of my best friends are South African. Um, so, I eat biltong. Yeah, exactly. But I was just thinking... We drank they, some clippies. That, yeah, that, yeah you're clippies an honorary South African. That was great. That. that was fantastic. But I was thinking because they get they take it so intensely and they get so fired up about it. I thought about saying things like, oh, look, they have won the World Cup, but... They're killing the game with the what the style they're playing. It's just so boring, you know, and just stuff like that. And then just that. Funnily enough, yeah, I think that, you'd get you'd get great engagement. I know that's the thing. I'd be getting great engagement. I get death threats and stuff like that, and it would be funny. Yeah. And I was just thinking about like you know every time you know like I guess it's at altitude, so you know well it's it's a clear advantage there, but. Be nice to see the wingers get the ball, wouldn't it? Just, just like my. There are people who do that on Twitter. Yeah, there are definitely people who do that on Twitter. But just trying to like, kind of, and then be like, ninety-five. Did it really count? You're like, this is these are things that I'm not going to do. Yeah, because I, I don't I feel actually, that way. I mentioned. You mentioned Susie. Susie, did we talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got a bunch of shit for it. Yeah. But I didn't. I'm I not wasn't even saying. I don't genuinely feel that way. I, I think they're an incredible. Even, I wasn't even team. saying that Susie poisoned was, us. No, I was just saying that the fact that the All Blacks coach accused it was the scandal. It was people a controversy. Took, people took it the wrong way. The South Africans are incredible people, but they do take 
their rugby very seriously, yeah, and they do get. I I got I get a lot of shit yeah, uh, on this from South Africans, and I don't even try to. That's not even what I'm trying to antagonize them. So I was thinking about leaning in, leaning it. into it. Yeah, but if you, I, I just call it the way I see it. Right. And then it's just like he's a bock hater. Yeah. There you go. But you know, I just like running rugby. What can I say? <laughs> Uh, so who's your pick for the Six Nations? <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, my pick for the Six Nations is first game is in France. Just if you if you think in France, Ireland, the, the it's want... an away fixture for your Irish boys. Yes, actually, that's yeah. Um, I think it's going to be. Uh, I want Ireland to win. They are my second favorite team in mm-hmm. the world. <sighs> Gonna be a hell of a year for Italy. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think France is gonna get up this year. I think there's gonna be a lot of residual, a residual sort of angst that they'll be getting out. I think there's what you're saying about players coming through. Mm. I think there needs to be good teams have a good uh, balance between experience mm. and youth and and youth. I think the loss of Johnny Sexton is massive for the Irish. Um, uh, they always look a little bit rudderless without him on the park, and now they're going to have to find a new. I think yeah. they're going to. Jack pro- Crowley is their guy, who's the one who led Munster to the URC titles, I think. But he's unproven at international level, yeah. It's a, yeah. So this is his opportunity, basically. Yeah. So I'd like to see them get up and win it, but um, I could. See, France just have always have incredible depth as well. Yeah. So I think I think the French will get up for this one, especially considering that crucial clash uh, isn't in Dublin; it's in Paris. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's in Marseille, actually. Okay, pardon me. There you go. Um, Marseille. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to go with France. What about you, champ? I'd love to see Scotland win it. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see them win it as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm. That's a bit of a boring answer, but I'm leaning towards the French as well. Yeah, right. Okay. If the home Boo, game was in Dublin, you're so boring. Yeah, I know. Fucking yeah. Scotland to win the whole thing. <laughs> Up the Scots. Up the Scots. Yeah, I'd love to see them. I, I think I would almost enjoy that as much as I would if Ireland won it again. Right. You know? I think I would enjoy it more just because I've yeah. seen the Irish do it. I know they can do it. They've been I there. am Irish, though. Yeah, there you go. You know, so like I, yeah. I can't bring myself to say, but just you know, yeah, I want them to win. Now, as part of the Six Nations hype train. I'm hyped. Did you see the Netflix documentary Full Contact, which is kind of rugby's version of um, Formula One's Drive to Survive? I was butt naked and beating myself furiously throughout. Furiously. Furiously. Finn Russell. He said he was like Messi. You were like, (laughs) I thought Finn Russell has all the on-screen charisma of an arrogant gluten-free cracker. Wow. Yeah, he's really boring to watch. Just something... Because I had to do, back in the day, I had to like do casting for reality television. Oh yeah, and like he was just so even around his family, it was just like, like I'm sure he's like has a big laugh with the lads and stuff like that. And it's a weird thing when someone brings out a camera around you yeah. and just be gonna act weird. And he was just very standoffish, and that's that's fine. But that just means you're not good talent. So no. I didn't think he was particularly entertaining. Um, How many th- episodes have you seen? I've seen. Four and a bit. Um, some three or four. Okay. Um, I think Andrew Porter for me is the, the most. Cr- yeah. I've been watching them as like he's the most charismatic, has the most um, compelling narrative. Right. Thought Genge has been really entertaining. Yeah. On it, Warren Gatlin's 
conversations with his wife it's when he's so forced it's so forced and it's so weird like they're clearly like saying because they do the same thing with the players when they with the drivers and the team managers and everyone yeah. is made by the same people when they chat to their um significant others and yeah. they go how do you think the season's going yeah and you know this is a normal conversation nobody's yeah, pointing a gun to my head see that like warren gettler's like <sighs> I was actually surprised because I vaguely remember this time last didn't year they kick them out? that yeah the Welsh had kind of kicked the crews out because they didn't want them disrupting because Welsh rugby was having all the issues and Gats was just like fuck this this is just too yeah, much hassle yeah, yeah, but yeah, especially the, the fourth or third episode was pretty much Wales's episode yeah it was kind of all over the that show like, they... most of the episodes have had a focus like Finn Russell and Gregor Townsend can they get along yeah like Ellis yeah, yeah. Genge he came from a really rough childhood and Sebastian well. Negri also had a tough time in Zimbabwe and then yeah. the Welsh episode was kind of like yeah, yeah yeah Negri's episode was really good he's yeah. really interesting yeah a really interesting character interesting they picked a guy who's like a native English speaker to do the Italian episode though but he's, he's Italian at the same time like, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's got they, they went for guys with an interesting backstory not some guys like oh, I went to a private school and I played <laughs> I like playing I've, rugby and my I parents, went to a private school and I played a few games of rugger and yeah. turns out I wasn't bad so yeah. I kept on yeah. playing and look I found myself in the English squad <laughs> la di da yeah, yeah. Yes. they didn't um, yeah, they didn't go down that road they tried you to know pick- I don't deal with some of the money but <laughs> don't need much of that you know father takes care of it <laughs> you're very good at that <laughs> You've met a few of those people, yeah, have you? Yeah, I have. Um, money people. becomes like a sort of joking thing. Yeah. You know, like, oh, of course I get paid, but... Oh. Yeah. I feel I like... I, write, I felt like a right commoner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, they, they pick people with interesting backstories. Some people have said it's too kind of like reality drama focused there's like what do you think it is there's not enough like talk about like the i wouldn't like know about the, 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 the focus is too much about the individuals rather than like the history between say scotland and england kind of thing yeah yeah maybe they could do that but no that's of course what it's made by the same guys who made drive yeah. to survive so it's, they're going for the personal like any reality reality tv show they're looking for person person drama it's not it's not as good as drive to survive no, it's not. drive to survive is brilliant because formula one is a soap opera yeah. it is a drama every week it's like it's the ups and downs and that and also and the, like those rivalries like you you're my teammate but you're also my yeah, biggest rival the, ha- ha- the halfback and the number 10 hated each other yeah and like they're trying and to they outdo each one, other every week yeah yeah and then one of one of them is successful means the other one's shit kind like, of yeah you know that's and then the coach is trying to manage both of them yeah like that's 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 why people watch formula yeah. one but like I had. I do think Formula One lends itself a lot better to that kind of narrative than yeah, rugby. Absolutely. Just because, even if you know nothing about Formula One, this car go faster than that car is pretty simple to understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah or sometimes yeah. I don't know if you're watching rugby highlights, maybe you get it. Yeah. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Yeah. I need to get maybe my wife to watch it and just see if she enjoys it or not. Because yeah, I was thinking about getting um, Liz to watch it as well, but because she, she, she usually likes sports documentaries, but right. I kind of started watching it before she could kind of okay. get on the bandwagon of it because I was like, I better watch some of these. Mm. Uh, but it's been entertaining. I think it's been pretty good for the most part. I thought Andrew Porter has been very, very charismatic. I think it, mm. I, what I've liked is it kind of just showing the kind of. I don't mean it's almost like a bad word to say, but the laddiness, the camaraderie, right. the the songs, and you know, like yeah, it's 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 been it's it's nice. It's just yeah. some nice aspects and stuff. And like, 
I don't think anyone's going to get in there and try and understand the scrum out of it. Mm. Like, they, well, they go into a little bit. Porter was talking Porter about against the, Antonio. They yeah, did that really well. Yeah. Every time Antonio came on the screen, they played some like ominous music. Yeah, exactly. He was like, Darth Vader. <laughs> <Like, you see? laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for them to do like the French episode where like Antonio is the main character and he's like this really yeah. soft spoken guy, but no, they didn't. Oh, they hey, didn't. bro. Yeah. yeah. I'll pack up the scrum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, dear. Now he's um he's a freak, isn't he? That man. Yeah. Do he's... you think? I think they're filming season two. Okay. Do you think this becomes a yearly thing for the Six Nations? Or oh, do you I think, hope so. Like, or do you think Netflix goes? Uh, these numbers aren't that great. Uh, it will completely depend on the ratings and mm. how it does and the viewership. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's definitely it's a lot better than I don't know if you ever saw the Amazon uh, documentary that they made of the All Blacks mm. or the, the All Blacks one when they when the Lions were touring in 2017 right. it was just very very guarded it was very right. like they didn't have the access that this one has and it, like they promoted it like they did but it was just not mm. quite there and okay. the most most dramatic thing that happened is they interviewed Sonny Williams after he had a red, red card. card okay but it didn't really kind of get and I really like I really like the um the in person the in shed sort of uh, access the changing shed access and, yeah but just it's crazy from freaking fifth grade up like 14 year old 15 year old as soon as your balls drop Team talks the same. We're gonna fucking turn up, okay? We're gonna show them who we are before they even realize who they are. We're gonna get fucking stuck into them before they can get stuck into us. Like it's like, and we're all gonna be ready. You look at the man next to you; he's gonna do it for you. You're gonna do it for them. And it's all that sort of shit. And then like, it's just like I thought it would like kind of like someone. Why are they saying the same things I was saying when I was fourteen? Somebody, somebody. I did an initial impressions video about it. Somebody in the comments was like. I felt like at international level, team talks were going to be like a lot higher level yeah, than this, yeah, no. but this is just like... <laughs> it's just like, yeah, exactly. You're yeah. like, you know... Yeah, Have you seen, you seen that guy in the where they did a bit about Kieran Crowley, like his assistant Neil Barnes? He's like, we're just gonna get fucking violent. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, he's fucking I brutal. I loved him. Yeah. I loved him because he's he's an old. He, I, he he's reckon, real old school. I recognize him too. He's mm. been around the New Zealand scene for a long time. Yeah. I, <laughs> I loved it when, like, they were winning. And, you know, went back to that France game. They were winning, like... Yeah, we're going to fucking win this. Yeah, he was like, this is going to be the long and Kieran Kelly's like, the longest 19 minutes of our like, lives. Shut the fuck up. We're going to yeah. win this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, that kind of sounds pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really family friendly. It's kind of like this show. No. Yeah, yeah. Ear Muffet, if you got kids in the car with you. Yeah. Because this is a podcast. It is. We do put it on podcasting platforms. Such as? Which ones are left? Spotify is still around. I don't know if Stitcher is anymore. I don't think so. Apple, po- po- Apple Podcasts? Apple Podcasts is still around. I think Google Podcasts is still there, even though they're discontinuing it at some point. Get us on Spotify. Yeah, just get yeah. on Spotify. Okay. Yeah, smash us on Spotify, yeah. would you? Yeah. Leave us a review. Haven't looked at a review for it. We haven't released a podcast for In three months. Time. We did 30-something episodes of these this year. How many mm. are we going to do this year? A lot. A few. Oh, I've got an operation coming up in a few weeks. Oh, no. Testicles are just too big. Oh. Just have to shave a couple of inches off the edges. That's one thing I've said about you. He's <laughs> a great guy, but his balls are just hanging out. <laughs> have you seen that documentary of the guy with like a 150-pound ball sack? And he like... Just <laughs> I can honestly say... <laughs> No, it's I like have not. A, it's like a problem. Is it called full contact? 
Oh, yeah, mental the nutshell take I could take. But, yeah, it's a really... Because he's morbidly obese and something terrible's happened to his nutsacks. Oh, and it's like... God. And they're, they're always just there. He's just... They're like a... It's like a dinner... It's like watching like, a, like a ram or a bull or something. Just like... <laughs> Just fucking rugby balls dangling. <laughs> no, they're oh just, it's God. giant. Oh Talking God. like 150 pounds, man. Oh, man. Yeah, it's huge. Anyway, um, so sorry, I didn't mean to digress into that. What was I talking about? Can I say one more thing? Yeah, go for it. Joe Schmidt's going to coach the Wallabies. Yeah, can we talk about that and Razor? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Joe Schmidt coaching the Wallabies. Through to the Lions tour, and that's it. I so it's like mixed, a two-year deal. Mixed feelings. Uh, and that means he coaches against Andy Farrell, who's the Lions coach. So it's like the master against the apprentice. Oh. That's a great little story. Line. A little bit of Darth Vader, yeah. sort of Luke's heart, Luke Solo. Luke Sutton. Joe right. Schmidt seems like a really nice very, guy. Very and Aussie rugby Luke behind the scenes seems like a really toxic place to be working. Irish it, rugby? No, Aussie rugby. All oh, right. It seems to be very, like, state against state, not in a good way. Like, no, we're not talking about fucking um, state of origin, but, like, they don't seem to have, like, be on the same page for a lot of stuff. Hmm. Well, this whole thing that's going on, the, the Rebels going into administration, I honestly don't think it would be the worst thing for Australian rugby. It'd be a terrible thing for the Rebels, but... To have one team go? One less team. I think that they need better quality um, super rugby teams. teams. Um, winning cultures yeah, and stuff. Yeah, winning cultures. Been able to actually yeah. get into semis. It'd be better for the competition as a whole. You know, one thing I found, just to compare, is that English rugby recently had three teams go bust. The Wasps, London Irish, and Worcester can't all went the, bust. Can't be the Wasps are a... I know, they're a former champion team. But, mm. um, like, the Champions Cup the year before... From memory, I oh, could be full of shit, but English teams just didn't do well. Yeah, like English teams were underrepresented in teams that, like, from the pool stages to make the knockout stages, they just didn't do very well. But now that they've had three teams go bust, and the majority of the players got picked up by other clubs, the good ones. Yeah, basically, the the quality of those sides has improved. They've done the best of the three leagues, like the URC, the top fourteen Premiership, which make up the Champions Cup. The Premiership teams are just doing better. The cream rises to the top. Mm. So yeah, it's a, it's sometimes good things come out of pain, mm. don't they? And hopefully that's the case with um, Australia. But it goes down to Australia. They've got the other problem is they, which most people outside of Australia probably fail to understand a little bit, is they are playing in the country of the most powerful and biggest rugby domestic competition in the world i was thinking about doing a video about that like is rugby union bigger than rugby league rugby and union is bigger than rugby league I, to spoil the video which i haven't yet made <laughs> basically rugby union obviously oh what happened I, 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 something beeped okay it still says it's recording does it no oh, it's it not flashing oh it stops are we full up No, memory card's full. I gotta go take a piss while you sort shit out. I'll sort shit out for you. Alright, Welcome to the Technical Difficulties Podcast. <laughs> With your host, Mark <laughs> from Two Sets. It's all your fault, man. Yeah. And look. It's because I was talking about rugby league. Yeah, it was like, no, we won't have that. We won't have that. And we're both old 40-year-olds that need to urinate too much. Basically. So he It does doing us a favor. Yeah, it did. Basically, my point was... I've changed to wine. There you go. I'm a fancy lad. You are fancy. Yeah. Rugby union's bigger than league, but the NRL, 
from my, I haven't got my notes on me, but my cursory glance is the NRL is bigger than any rugby union domestic competition, like even top 14. Like I remember, I, I haven't got my notes, but I looked at like broadcast revenue, it's attendances. Huge. It is, I don't think people grasp the size of it. It is insane. Yeah. And it absolutely dwarfs rugby union in Australia. Mm-hmm. And they're aggressively trying to sh- to stomp on rugby union. Mm-hmm. You know, they had that period where they took they took um, to Kerry, Wendell Sailor, yeah. Matt Matt Burke, no Matt Burke, um, Matt Rogers. Yeah, that's right. Um, also, some of the greatest players, some of the best players, and they went through a great period when they had those guys under their wing. Yeah. Um, and they they've got so much money behind them. There's mm. so much TV ratings. They've their TV package deal goes up every time they renew yep. it drastically. Mm-hmm. And they've got their shinier star now, Mark Nawanitawasi. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a tough it's a tough environment for that because yep. they are they are getting attacked and mm. they and it's successfully working. Like yeah. and if you are and like and it's not even at like that level it's that like, it's not so much the Mark Nawanitawasi's go across now. But like the likes of like Cam Smith and some of these players that are like stars in the NRL mm. that were schoolboy rugby stars. Yeah, that's right. Because there are a lot of like posh schoolboy schools, you know, like rugby union schools in like similar to the kind of the UK that kind yeah. of vibe in in Australia. But if you I think in the UK the the public schools they'd be playing football, but yeah. in in Australia it's just rugby league, isn't it? Yeah, rugby league. Well, and AFL is just yeah, and so. AFL for sure. Especially it's if funny because AFL's every, Victoria. Yeah, every time I see people saying how bad rugby union is doing compared to rugby league in Australia, then if the odd AFL fan enters the chat and goes, "League's shit compared to AFL," we get yeah. way more fans than they yeah, do. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Rugby union's got a lot of competition. Yeah. That's right, and it's in Australia. Yeah, and, and Mark Nawanitawasi going is is heartbreaking. That's brutal. Um, but in terms of Joe Schmidt, I think Joe Schmidt is an incredibly intelligent rugby brain. He's like the Wayne Smith kind of rugby yeah, brain. The, yeah, yeah, he's a similar professor type. Mm. Um, but has he got the cattle to do enough with them? I reckon he does. I think he's the kind of guy who'll be able to analyze what he's got and get the best out of them, but. He's got a lot of politics and whatnot to wade his way through. Yeah. But I think it's going to be like a triumvirate of like Joe Schmidt doing the coaching of the Wallabies and then uh, Pete Horn, the former Scottish international, who's apparently one of his best mates, is doing like high performance role. Mm-hmm. And then David Nusifora, who was with Ireland doing like yeah, a director yeah. role, is going the to old, be doing that role. So the three of them... And David Nusifora was the old Brumbies coach. That's right. 90s. So the three of them are going to be working together in Australia, so if they can't get such shit sorted out, then nobody they need to get can. some. They need success. Yeah, yeah. Um, because and part of it going down is there's no there's bugger all success. And like, if you're a talented rugby athlete, mm-hmm. like growing, you can get notoriety and money so much quicker through rugby league in that mm-hmm. country. And then if you, if you're if you're like if you've never watched uh, like State of Origin, State of Origin is massive. It basically just stops the country it's, for a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is absolutely. I huge. really feel like people don't get it. They don't get how big the sport is because international league kind of sucks ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just kind of compare that to it. Like you can't compare international league with international union just like you can't compare the nrl to super because but they're you, just on different levels you know what's interesting end of last year the the kiwis played the aussies right we had our biggest victory over uh, of all time okay. like we beat them by 
30 points. But it's weird that there's usually great, there's always great players in the Australian rugby league team, but they treat it. It's not, it's not as big as state of origin. Yeah. It's not as big as like finals and like the grand final of the yeah. origin. It's sort of like a league's one of those sports like the NFL or ice hockey or something where the, the biggest game is the club game basically, yeah. or, or origin in this case. But yeah, it's not the international game. Isn't the biggest game. No, it's not the most prestigious, mm. but like the better the Kiwis do, the more chance we've got of that happening. I'd mm. love to see the Kiwis involved in Origin somehow. Mm. They did it back. Oh, they did it back in uh, um, the Super League days. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the whole Super League drama? I remember. We could talk about it. For the Warriors a went to Super League. Yes, a lot of teams. Went I remember to Super going League. to watch. I think JK play for the Warriors and, and on the, the terraces of Mount Smart Stadium. And the Super League. And my dad bought me uh, what's that? A Magnum ice cream because oh, there was it. a guy the streets. The ice cream box they coming around, and yeah, you got, you got me a Even Magnum. back in the day, they were expensive. They were. So I was pretty... I, I remember the fact that my dad bought me a Magnum because like, that was a big deal. I remember about $3.20. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that's, that was a lot of money. It's a big deal. Still a lot of money. Um, anyway, Super Rugby. Are you excited about that? <laughs> no, not yet. No, not, no yet. not yet. Not yet. I mean, there's a bunch of new coaches, but can we can talk about Super Rugby once it gets a bit closer to the competition. But I think it's a good thing for Australia that Schmidt is now on board. Yes. I think. I think that's the best. I'm a little bit. I'm. Get. I've conflicted because I'm like he was so close to the All Blacks just yeah. recently, yeah. and to go, he's taken a lot of IP with them. Uh, so there's always that part of me like, but he's out. But like, okay, they yeah. need they need help. That's great. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Hopefully, they can go on the up and up because it's it's bad for New Zealand if Australia are shit. Especially seeing as Super Rugby is just us and them now. <laughs> yeah, it's just us. I mean, there's the Drua as well, but us the Drua, and hopefully we can like somehow. I'd like to see like some powerful team come out of Asia, something like that. You know, one Asian team, one South American team. Yeah, there's been a bit of rumors about the Hawaiians maybe yeah. coming back, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, can I talk about the thing that most people have tuned into for us to talk about? You want to talk about Drikas? Drikas Duplessis. The S is silent. Um, wow. What? Uh, uh, did you watch the fight? Do you know anything I about the fight? I know that he won. He won. He beat uh, Sean Strickland. Okay. Very tough fight. Um, he, For me, he won it. Like there are a lot of people was saying, was that a split decision? It was a split decision. Right. So two, one of the three judges said, "How the hell do I know this? I didn't watch it." Yeah, I don't know. It was, it's a big deal, man. It's 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 massive. He's an interesting fighter, and now he, every time I see him fight, when I see him in the like opening sort of stances of the first round, I'm like, "This guy's gonna get hammered" because he just looks quite unco and weird. Mm. I mean, he's a very awkward kind of style. Do but then he just sort of unco it means uncoordinated. Yeah, man. <laughs> But then he sort of just bites down on his mouthpiece and just rips in. And um, yeah, hell of a fight. Hell of a fight. He's, he's, you thought he won it? I thought he won it. I thought he round, won rounds two, three, and four. It I would not have been a robbery if it went the other way. Like it was very close. Mm. But I thought he won it. Um, and it's really interesting that like the South Africans are doing the exact same they thing they do with the rugby like when people are saying nah sean strickland won it and it was like oh then there was like a big gouge that um Strick, uh, strickland took that he reports was a headbutt which right. is like you know a bit shit so he's and they're like shut up it wasn't a headbutt it was a punch uh, and they're like he cleared so they're just getting up in arms in a right. very, very kind of similar kind of way but then the americans who are very like aggressive online oh, as so well toe to toe yeah like, it's like aggressive it's like south mm. africa are like 
um, Yankee trolls going at it on online, wow. which is quite interesting to see. But it sets up a massive clash for Israel Adesanya versus Drikas Duplessis. And there's some, yeah, oh, middleweight, so middleweight. Okay. So and there's a bit of bad blood because um, Drikas Duplessis like went on the record in an interview saying, saying he's the only African. Well, he wanted to be. I don't. Uh, it came across he was saying he's going to be the first African champion. Right. But what he was saying is he was going to be the first like African trained African right. like, living in Africa. He yep. breathes African air. African air. But at the time there was Kamara Usman Nganu, which is his. He's amazing. He almost bit freaking Tommy Fury in a boxing fight. Oh, wow. well, not Tommy Fury, um, Tyson Fury. Right. And Israel Adesanya. And Israel took it personally and, and then came out on stage after he beat, after Drickus bit Bobby Knuckles, who's another freak. Um, and then just got in his face going, yeah, I want to talk to my African brother. And he was like, what's up, N-word? Like, let's go, N-word. Like, just kept on saying the N-word because there's one thing that, even though he's African, he can't, can't, say, say, the, he can't say the N-word, but it came off really cringy and uh. kind of awkward. But I'm still. I'm 100. UFC does the drama though pretty yeah, well. Yeah, and there's this. this they this lean is, into the drama. This is pre-built. Um, yes. And then one thing that Drickus said uh, in the press conference to Sean Strickland that was totally out of line. Like Sean Strickland is known for saying the most outlandish, outrageous stuff, the okay. most offensive stuff about everything possible. Okay. Like he accused Izzy of like masturbating dogs and stuff. Like right. Uh, all, all, all sorts of stuff. And Drickus kisses his coach like on the lips. Mm. And it, he does. It's, it is odd to see, but he okay. does on it. Good on him. He feels comfortable to do In it. In China, I sometimes saw guys like they walk down the street kind of arm Com- in arm kind of thing. Just like just the dudes, like it's just the dude thing over in China, like stuff that we would be like, oh, that's a bit, yeah, it's a bit <laughs> odd. Like in China, that's just normal dude thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, normal. Just dudes. different cultural behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In China, big... girls walk down the streets holding hands. Yeah. Whereas in New Zealand, if you saw two girls holding hands, you'd probably think they're a couple. That's right. You know, just diff- any- different things. Anyway, different cultures have different habits. They, they do. I'm not saying anything, but it I'm is not odd. saying anything either. I'm just saying it's different. It's odd. To I've s- never seen a guy in the UFC you kiss, kiss his coach. Do you no, want to kiss it. on the lips? No. Okay. Genuinely I don't, don't want to either. Okay, cool. Anyway, it's odd. Uh, but it's, it is what they do. Uh, but anyway, he was giving him shit about, he was digging into this about passion as coach, basically. And then Drickus brought up the fact that Sean Strickland is from an abusive household. Like he got like, you know, very, very abused by his father throughout his childhood. And he said, and he, Drickers was like, you thought you got abused by your dad. It's going to be nothing compared to what I'm going to do to you. It's going to bring back all those memories, what your dad did wow. to you. Which is about as douchey as you can that get. kind of, yeah. Which is awful. But like, it's kind of, he kind of got through it somewhere. Like when it, that first happened, everyone was like, anti Drickers and all this sort of stuff. But then they're like, well, Sean Strickland says crazy shit to yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, it's mean stuff. Says in the but when you're bringing up a child's abuse, yeah. See, I think like rugby could use a little bit more not, edge about it, but they don't need to go that far. Yeah, that's that's nah, that's cringe. And when they talk about yeah, yeah nah, yeah, yeah, we don't yeah, need yeah. to do that. Yeah, and you like with rugby, they won't even talk about like not liking anybody, which I find a bit like, come on, like you're allowed to not like Colby each other. Covington said to Leon Edwards, which was the pay-per-view before this most recent mm. pay-per-view they were talking smack and uh, Colby Covington's like a douchebag character basically 
But he said to Leon Edwards, he said, I'm going to take you to hell, son. And when we're there, we can visit your dad. And his dad got murdered when he was 11. Wow. Like, that's... That's pretty douchey. It's dark. Yeah. That's dark stuff. You know, so we don't need to go there. Yeah, no, we don't need to go that far. But Rugby could just use a little bit of edge, I think. A little bit of edge. Because rugby's not... always like, oh, well, yes, uh, they oh, played yeah. well. You yeah, know, yeah, credit yeah. to them. Like, I saw that at the World Cup. Like, we beat them by... Like, somebody got beaten by 70 points. I like, credit to them. They gave us a great game. Like, <laughs> you fucking smashed them. Yeah, you can't say that. You're like, well, look, the scoreboard might say one thing. Yeah. Says you absolutely... <laughs> Battered them. <laughs> the living shit out of them yeah. okay finally before we wrap yep. this thing up Ray is there anything else Razor have we talked about Ray what do you got on your Razor Ray um, ooh ah Razor Ray there's a lot of ooh, excitement ah, in New Zealand about Razor come on Razor yeah. come on see I'm gonna be the quintessential New Zealander I'm looking like. forward to Razor against Rassi I'll be honest and then uh, yes. they add Joe Schmidt to the mix I feel like Felipe Contepomi is the odd man out because you've got Razor, who's had unprecedented success uh, with everything he's done. Hasn't done it at test level just yet, but under-20s, Canterbury, and the Crusaders, he's been phenomenal. Yep. So that's fantastic. Rassi Rasmus Even back-to-back World Cups. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rassi Rasmus back-to-back World Cups took a failing South African side and just turned them around. Yes. Unbelievable. And then you've got Joe Schmidt, you know, the mastermind of the Irish like 2018 team, which is one of the best teams of all time. They were all conquering. Yeah. He was coach of the year that year. And then you got Felipe Conte. Remember, like that's my first, first real kind of head coaching gig. <laughs> so it's weird as well. Like, um, like he's been an assistant and whatnot, but I feel like he's yeah he's up against it. But in terms of Razor Ray, you could see that he was gagging to get his hands on the boys. Oh, for sure. Like he was like, oh, what is it? December seventh. All right, coming for a camp, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like start of January, he had yeah, that yeah, camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, January seventh is like within a few days of him starting the job. He was like, "Yeah, I want you guys to be together." And then the Wallabies guys were like, "We don't even have a coach yet." <laughs> yeah, the All Blacks are in, co- in camp, and we don't even have a coach. But then they, yeah, they just had yeah. and they were doing fitness testing. Yeah, apparently, um, Cam Roy got smashed yeah, the Bronco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm excited about seeing how that boy develops. Yeah, he could be a great. Mark my words. Uh, just put the old kiss of death on him. Hopefully I haven't. Um, but, but yeah. yeah. And I think we needed it as like, I feel, I feel for Fozzie, like it would have been a great send off for him to win that World Cup. And yeah. I'm still, still stings. Yeah, it does still sting. And the big reason that nobody wants to give a shit about rugby at the moment is because we went through a little bit of heartache towards the end of the year. So it's good just to have a little bit of a yep. time off. Uh, but... Yeah, having Razor Ray on board and just his sort of personality and mm. all that sort of stuff. Like, Did you see his first interview? The media went real softball on him. They, like, they love him. They love him. They yeah. love him. Whereas the, what, the relationship the, between what, the New Zealand journalist and Fozzie was always quite antagonistic. Because he was losing. So, uh, and But even when he got appointed, I don't think the journalist liked him. You know what you should have named your channel? What? You should have named it Mark My Words. There you go. Mark My Words. <laughs> Because his name's Mark. It is. It is. It's really clever. Yeah. No, but I, well, why I've would been it? A, I've been a guest on a channel called. I was. It's either from the mark or off the mark rugby. Ah. Guess what his name is. Mark. Hey. There we go. I meant to be on the uh, um, rugby recap thing. Oh, which one's the rugby recap? Oh come on, that's one of our best guys. The rugby recap. The rugby rap rewrap. 
The, the, the on, Kiwi you, Lads one? Yeah, the Kiwi Lads and Rugby. Oh. We talked about it earlier yeah, in the podcast. I thought it was like a different channel. No, no, okay. no, no, no. It is a different channel, actually. Oh, okay. I think they made their own channel. Right. We don't have it. This is not its own channel. No. Two Cents Gets Distracted is a channel that spans two different two channels. channels. Confusing as that I have maybe. to make some videos at some stage, don't you I? do. Uh, and you know, the old algo, I have to start from like... If you're looking at this on my channel and it's got like 12 views... Get, tell someone about it. Yeah. He makes rugby content sometimes. And it's not bad. It's pretty good. When I get round to it, mm. you know. Yeah, it's, okay. Well, maybe I need to think about making... I've I've thought about some ideas for a video. Okay. Okay. But anyway, before... Razor, you're, you're excited? Yeah. I'm excited. He has very high expectations on him. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that everything? That's everything on my list. We did it. How we long did, did we record this podcast for? We filled up one memory card. Yes, we did. So, yes. too long. Two hours? It's been good to see you, folks. I've missed you. Nice to swear on camera for a change. Apologies <laughs> if you've got young kids around. I could bleep them. No, this is going on your channel. Next week, it'll be bleep time. And we'll actually have some rugby to talk about rather than us catching up. Good to see you again, sir. We did catch up over the holiday period. We did. The families met up. We had a barbecue. We did. That's great. Played some guitar. Yes. Yes. Our daughters did a strange sort of interpretive dance. That was bizarre. My son helped with the guitar in the background as well. Yeah, he did. He yeah. did. I'm trying to get Garrett into golf. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... He's not really talking yeah. about the golf since. So you'll need to have yeah. another session with He's him. He's more of a fly swatter kind of guy. Anyway, thank you for watching. Take care, folks. Good to see you. Howdy da. I'm waving for a long time, Mark. Oh, wave. Wave. You remember the old um, end of the Beverly Hillbillies? Yes, they used, they used to, to waving, They used to they? come out at the end of it. They used to come out of the end of, uh, onto their front porch, porch and just yeah. sit there and wave. Yep. Who's your favorite character? Jed? Yeah, probably Jed. He was pretty funny. And then the, the angry grandma. What was her name? I don't know. But she was really angry. What? Uh, was it Leroy or something like that? Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> All right.